Welcome back. I hope you're enjoying your lovely Monday afternoon. Absolutely gorgeous out there, isn't it? Let's talk jobs, specifically jobs of the future. Now, the biggest uh, growth is being predicted in two sectors mainly, the upcoming naval uh, shipbuilding project, of course, and hopefully that will be followed by a similar growth in the space industry sector. So let's have a look at uh, how it's all going to pan out. And uh, we've got with us in the studio a number of gentlemen who are playing pivotal parts. And uh, we can begin with Reg Carruthers, who's the Director of Aerospace and South Australian Space Industry Centre. How big's your credit, your uh, business card, uh, Reg? Well, actually, I, Alan, and uh, look, thanks for having us. It's great to be here. Um, I have actually had to get a two-sided card now with the aerospace on one side and space on the other. <laughs> space on the other. And uh, yeah. in my spare time, I do a bit of work with cyber as well. So, um, yeah, never a dull moment. So you're a busy man. Let's uh, begin, as I said, uh, with the, the, the naval uh, uh, contracts. A lot of build-up to it, and, uh, you know, we came out the winners. Can you remind us exactly what we were awarded here in South Australia? So there's been three key decisions uh, over the last couple of years, Alan, and that's the... Um, and starting in order of when they'll actually be starting, we've got the offshore patrol vessels, so they will um, start building the first of those. They'll cut steel of those in November this year. Uh, then we move on to the nine uh, hunter-class frigates, which will also be built up at the new facilities at Port Adelaide, mm-hmm. uh, and those will be starting in around about 2020 for, uh, for the uh, initial works on those. And then, of course, we've got the future submarine project, which is uh, 12 state-of-the-art submarines, and they'll start, again, starting building those in around about 2023. So we're actually going to start cutting steel for the uh, the offshore patrol boats uh, this year, later this year. So the plan um, with the offshore patrol vessels was to to build two of the first two vessels in South Australia, mm-hmm. and the rest will be built over in uh, in Western Australia. And the idea of that was to provide some continuity in the workforce um, while we actually get ready to the the future project. So we're, we're blessed in that um, we guaranteed future projects so we now have a continuous shipbuilding program but we're just at the leading edge of that really mm, so mm. we've just come out of the very successful air warfare destroyer um there is a bit of a dip at the moment yep. and the then troughs that we hear about the yep. trough yeah mm. it's been talked about much mm. um but what we're working on is making sure that the plan for the future will cover us out through all of these major projects and that then the federal government has committed to a you know, 50 year plus program of shipbuilding and of course once we've got those skills and that local indigenous capability well then that just allows us to continue on whatever shipbuilding looks like in 50 years' time. We're talking probably, you know, five, 6,000 jobs in total, are we? It's, it's a bit hard to um, put a specific number on it. The shipbuilding plan talks around about 5,000, and that's the direct jobs for the actual mm. building once, once all of these projects are up and running. Um, but, of course... There's a whole bunch of associated jobs that come with the supply chain. So that's from the smaller uh, companies, including some of the ones that are represented today. And I shudder to call some of these smaller. They're they're growing well. Um, But also all of even the associated business. I mean, Mm. there will be a a huge growth factor around Port Adelaide itself, right down to the supermarkets and the restaurants and the, you know, the flow on job effects, not only in South Australia, but right across the country are are significant with these projects. And of course, uh, before we even start welding the, the, the actual vessels together, we've got to build the shipyards, don't we? So that's that's the first phase. So, yes, that and, and simultaneously there's already the design work uh, has started mm. in France on the uh, on the submarines in particular. Uh, but, yes, if you go up to Port Adelaide today, in fact, if you're living up in Port Adelaide, you're probably hearing the thumping of piles going into the uh, into the ground up there as they're starting to prepare the, the shipyard for the, uh, for the future frigate, and that'll just be adjacent to the, the current yards. Um, and then the design work for the submarine yards will go ahead, and so that will become... Um, I think certainly in the Southern Hemisphere, um, the biggest and most technically advanced shipyard 
hard. And I think that's when people will start to really believe that these mm. projects are, uh, are coming to reality because mm. there's been lots of talk about them and we're getting ready and we're doing everything we can with workforce. Um, but those facilities works have absolutely started and, and, and over the next sort of 12 months you'll really start to see some very visible and tangible things being built at Port Adelaide, which is what our... Um, and that, I think, will really generate the excitement as well. Now, on uh, this segment in the past, we've had lots of conversations about uh, youngsters, you know, wanting to take on uh, a trade and, uh, you know, do apprenticeships and so forth in this area. There's a huge opportunity here, isn't there? Because, as you say, we're still in the lead time. There's still an opportunity for young fellows or young girls to take up a, an apprenticeship and be qualified when the actual project gets underway. And that's the, that's the, what you've hit there is absolutely key to all of the success of these projects. So the, um, the workforce um, to create the, or to build all of these vessels um, is, is going to be critical. It's also there's a whole bunch of associated work that's going on in, in the aerospace and space sectors as well. Um, and that's why the state government's been working very closely with the, the federal government, been working with the prime companies, you know, the big defence prime, been working with the SMEs to really try and nail down what is the shape and size of that future workforce. And that's why you've seen recent announcements about the, um, the $200 million into the, um, into the technical college yeah. that'll go out west and mm. the naval shipbuilding college that'll be here. Uh, and that's all to do with making sure that we've got enough young people with the right skills and then placing them in the right jobs so that we are absolutely ready for the uh, the opportunities that these projects the projects are just the opportunities we've now got to make sure that we're in a good position as a state and as a country mm. um to take advantage of that and the skills that we're talking about now everybody when you think of a frigate everybody thinks of of welders and we need some some metal and those are going to be really important now the welding that they're going to be doing on these vessels is completely different to probably what we would have been doing 50 years ago mm. Mm. um but when you actually look at a ship um, these new ships, these new submarines, uh, they're more complex than a modern aircraft. Um, the systems engineering, the design work, uh, the cyber security requirements, they're just as t- there is really no technological difference. So that the opportunities for our, our young men and women going through uh, universities and going through apprenticeships, because we've got to remember these apprenticeships are going to be as important as the university work, yeah, absolutely. Um, are huge mm. for our kids. There's mm. a huge mm. opportunity here. Also with us today, we've got Matt Opie, who's uh, from the University of South Australia, the director of uh, the Defence Department or section. It's not really a department. Uh, what what have, I, have I got the title there? It's called Director of Defence, Alan. Yeah. Director of Defence, uh, OK. Can we draw a parallel between the the, the size of this project and... Anything else in the past in South Australia, do you think? And I'm thinking Holden. You know, the, the whole, Holden was the, the, the heartland of uh, Adelaide for so long. Is this a parallel, do you think? It is a parallel. I might choose another analogy. If anyone's heard Minister Pine speak in the last year, he's, uh, he describes it as uh, basically two times Roxby Downs. Um, so the $90 one. billion mm. dollars being invested in South Australia in shipbuilding. It's bigger than the Snowy Hydro, so it's the, the largest infrastructure investment in Australia's history, and that $90 billion is, is happening here in Adelaide, South Australia. And I really don't think the majority of South Australians have actually twigged that just how big this project is. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've been in the industry my whole career, yeah. and there's certainly a vibe in Adelaide, um, certainly around the conference circuit and in business, 
um, for the first time in living memory, most of the city is talking about defence and naval shipbuilding and the opportunities that exist, mm. both for companies but also for our young people doing apprenticeships and going to university. Mm. Now, your your background is with Saab, so you're well well versed in in this area of uh, you know state of the art um, uh, development and so forth. So it makes sense that you're now in this new role in, in uh, at the university. What role will the university play? So we've, uh, we've been doing defence research and producing graduates for defence for, for 30 years. Uh, my role is one of developing a strategy for the defence sector and that includes engaging with defence industry, large and small companies, to understand what their graduate needs are, how many graduates they need and what, what type and, and what sort of uh, qualifications, but also to understand what research and development they're doing to see what sort of role we can play mm. in supporting them. So my, our aim as a university and my, uh, is to produce uh, graduates to, to get jobs and to do industry-relevant research. And in defence, it's no different. We want to produce graduates for the defence sector and we want to do uh, research that's relevant to defence. Um, does that mean that uh, our kids out there looking for a career should all be pushing down the STEM path or is it, is it wider than that? STEM is a key aspect to the whole sector. Uh, we've probably underdone a bit on STEM skills right through primary, high school and through university. So it is certainly an area of focus that we need to, uh, to, to um, put some effort into. As a rough rule of thumb, I think probably half the jobs in the sector, more than half, would, be, uh, would need some sort of STEM skills from, through uh, apprenticeships through to, to university degrees in engineering and software. Mm -hmm. But also there's a range of jobs that, that won't require those, uh, those sort of science, maths uh, disciplines, such as, um, well, project management does a little bit, but then you've got marketing, finance. Yeah. Hmm. Um, all of the skills that you get in a big company are needed by the big defence industry companies along with the STEM. And that's a really important point, isn't it? And that's why I brought it up. Um, I, I get a little bit annoyed. All the emphasis is on STEM. I think we should be pushing STEAM. Let's put arts in there so we don't discount everyone who can't, you know, aren't very good at their times table like me. Yeah, look, um, <laughs> we, we had uh, one of our graduates come back to our open day recently, a young man that works for uh, BA Systems Australia. He, uh, he did a marketing degree and he's now working in their industry development area. Exactly, yeah, a really good point. Uh, we're talking about uh, the jobs of the future, particularly uh, what's happening in the defence area. Uh, if you've got any calls or any questions, give us a, give us a yell, 8223 0000. Back with more in a tick. Tonight is the AFL's Night of Nights. The 2018 Brownlow Medal and Rowie and Bex will be putting on a show. Join us live from the red carpet at the Crown Palladium in Melbourne with all the glitz and glamour. We'll have access to all areas for exclusive interviews with the game's biggest names. 5AA's Rowie and Bex live from the 2018 Brownlow Medal. All thanks to Harvey Norman Factory Outlet. Big brand ovens, cooktops, fridges and TVs arriving with the The Big Green Building, Mile End. Tonight on 1395, Adelaide if you or someone you know has had a mastectomy, Medimart Superstores can help with a wide selection of true life breast prosthesis and prosthetics, including bras, wigs in many styles and colours, along with headwear. Medimart Superstores can help you look good and feel good. Medimart Superstores, whatever you need, when you need it, at everyday low prices. Brighton, Elizabeth and Renella.
Visit medimart.net.au. I've been doing this for decades. You probably recognise a few of my voices. <clears throat> Hurry in before it's too late. Or bargains, discounts, unbelievable low prices. But AGL didn't want to use any of those voices when there are no discounts, no tricks, just low rates. With AGL Essentials, well, there's no need to. Visit agl.com.au for our low usage rates, plan details and energy price fact sheets. Or search AGL Essentials. Did you know that one in four Australian households don't receive a discount on their energy bills? Well, guess what? You could be one of them. That's why it pays to shop around and uh, the 50 Up Club can help. Origin Energy is currently offering discounts of, uh, for over 50s at 50upclub.com, but they won't last forever. Simply pay on time, like most over 50s do, and you'll get an 18% discount off your electricity charges in South Australia for 12 months. There's also a gas offer and feed-in tariffs for solar customers, if that's you. The discount is based on Origin Energy's published standard tariffs for South Australia, and there are no exit fees or lock-in contracts. The 50 Up Club is Australia's biggest money-saving club for over 50s. So what are you waiting for? Get a better deal from Origin Energy at 50upclub.com. Hey, Elise Forrest here. Over the month of September, the team at Peter Kittle Holden have been celebrating Talk Like a Pirate Day. But they've saved the treasures for their customers. For the rest of September, they're extending their minimum trade-in on all used cars to $3,000. Yep, if your car is registered and it's roadworthy, the minimum trade-in will be $3,000. It's only one per sale, though. Peter Kittle Holden, 271 Commercial Road, Port Adelaide. They make car buying easy. For everyone. Il Devo are the preeminent crossover popular music voices of our time. Now, Il Devo are returning to Australia this October on their timeless tour, performing with a magnificent live orchestra conducted by John Foreman, plus special guest Marina Pryor. Il Devo experience the voices adored by millions. Adelaide Entertainment Centre, October 18. Book now at Ticketag. In Adelaide and across South Australia, this is Alan Hickey. Scrape your caravan, Walker Crash Caravan Repairs. Easy insurance repairs, fast. Nine minutes away from two, uh, we're talking jobs of the future, specifically uh, the uh, the wonderful uh, defence uh, contracts that South Australia has been able to secure. We've got a range of gentlemen with us, uh, and uh, now let me introduce you to Adrian Fay, who is the CEO and Director of Sage Automation. How are you? Uh, let, you want to explain first, what is Sage Automation? Uh, thanks, Alan. Uh, we're an industrial automation and controls company, I guess nowadays probably more regularly known as an Industry 4.0 company. So we've been involved in the defence industry for many years, but more specifically in the naval defence area for the last 10 years, actually. So you're looking at a very, very uh, bright future in this area, I would have thought. It's a really exciting time. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of talk at the moment, obviously, about the, the current contracts that are coming up, but also it's good to reflect back on the contracts that have been, so such as the AWD. Mm. Um, there's, there's work in sustaining these contracts as well, so it's, it's quite exciting. It's just not work for the future. There's actually quite a lot of throughput work coming from the previous contracts that are in place uh, for South Australian companies. Now, next month, uh, you were all off to a very important conference at Euro Naval. Tell, tell us about that. It's in October. 
Yeah, it's a really important conference, I think, for companies like us. It would be seen as an SME. We're only 350 people, a $100 million company. But to be able to get in front of the primes and to be able to meet with some of the SMEs at a conference of this type of nature is, is really, really important. So, you know, Defence SA are doing a great job in, in helping companies like ourselves and some of the smaller companies to promote ourselves uh, on, the, on the world circuit. Because I would have thought when this the, the, the contracts have all been awarded, we're talking how many billions of dollars here is... Uh, we've got about $90 billion ninety billion dollars worth into South Australia yeah. with the uh, Naval. That has certainly put South Australia and Adelaide on the map worldwide in this sector, hasn't it? Absolutely. And there's a lot, when you look at those contracts, a lot of people are thinking just about the primes, but when you think mm. about these contracts, what goes into a, a, a Hunter-class frigate, for example, there's a lot of OEM equipment, so it's not just about getting yourself in front of a primes and getting them to understand the capability of, of South Australian or South Australian businesses. It's about getting in front of all those original equipment manufacturers Manufacturers who will be building um, complex pieces of equipment that will go onto these frigates. So it's just really important for us to be able to put our foot forward and show what we're capable of here. You've been to this exhibition before, haven't you? Yes. So you know just how significant it is and how important it is. Correct. What What did you find last time you were there last year? Again, it's about it's about building those relationships. I I don't think you can really have an opportunity anywhere else to get in front of these key decision makers. So it's about building relationships. It's been very successful for us. We have built relationships. And from mm. those relationships, we get to follow up again this year. So it's not just what happens at Euro Naval, I think what people will see. It's also what happens after. So there's a lot yeah. of tours that are happening where we're getting to visit different premises and different companies. And it's about building building those relationships and showing the skills in the way that we can um, support them when these, this really important program comes to Australia. Also in the studio with us, we've got uh, Anthony Kittle. Now, uh, this uh, gentleman is in uh, charge of a very, very successful uh, local uh, uh, company called Red Arc, uh, and uh, you're the managing director. Congratulations on uh, the wonderful growth that uh, Red Arc has been uh, celebrating over the years. Thanks, Alan. Yeah, it's been exciting. Um, now, we, we tend to associate you with, uh, you know, uh, the twin battery system on the four-wheel drive that we all uh, head up into the Flinders Ranges. That's correct. It's yeah. a little bit more than that, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, you know, most people know us, as you say, for dual batteries or electric brake controllers for yeah. towing their caravans. But we've, uh, we've diversified into the defence sector. Uh, in fact, we set down... Uh, after Defence White Paper was released a few years back and set about a, a five-year defence strategy to enter, enter into the industry because, as Matt described earlier, there's a wealth of opportunities and uh, we want to make sure that our company is, uh, is here for the long term. So we saw this as a key sector that we need to be involved in. Mm. How big are you now? What, how many employees? So we're about uh, just over 200 people today, yeah. uh, up from eight when we started back in 1997. So yeah. we've had wonderful growth. Yeah. And as you say, you, you're already part of this sector. We have, yeah. We've recently won a contract with uh, Talos for the Hawkeye vehicle. So our Red Arc IP products developed here in South Australia, made here in South Australia, are on that vehicle. Excellent. And, uh, the, you know, the potential as uh, these other projects, you know, the the, uh, the offshore patrol boats and the frigates and so forth, uh, yeah. I mean, God, it, it, it's mind-boggling, isn't it? it? What could enormous. be out there for you? Yeah, absolutely enormous. And so, you know, we've expanded our facilities. We're buying new equipment. We're taking on new employees, looking for apprentices, looking for engineers. So it's an exciting time. Hmm. Uh, I've been working with companies, you know, the primes like BAE, and we've, we've set up a couple of six successful partnerships already. Uh, one in the UK and one in Germany, uh, to, to one to build the navigational bridge for the frigates and two to supply all the LED lights on the frigates. So, you know, BA have been a wonderful support for us. Mm. Reg, just finally, um, 
where if this works the next step as i said in the introduction is the space industry will they re- operate in in uh, in parallel or should we concentrate all of our efforts on this naval uh, field first and then then you know head in head into outer space look i think i think it's going to be a requirement to deal in all of these sectors i mean um, the the naval shipbuilding We've said it will be a continuous build, and that gives us huge opportunities out into the future. And that's at mm. the, the early stages now. And we've got those um, the, the workforce requirements and, and doing that that sort of whole of government approach to that. But the skill sets that are required in each of these sectors, um, what we've actually got to do is make sure there's enough workforce so that we're not actually competing mm. the space sector against the um, the future naval shipbuilding program and and even the aerospace projects up at um, up at the base at Edinburgh. If you look at the P8 Tri- and the Triton's been announced yeah. and the Jindley. Uh, mm. operational radar networks just been a huge uh, upgrade to the system has just started so we've actually got to support a whole bunch of projects um, which I think it makes it even more exciting in terms of what those opportunities are and then you get into the research areas of artificial intelligence and machine mm. learning and um, the big data analytics I mean they're all kind of buzzwords but they're all absolutely fundamental and, and one of the things that we'll be um, demonstrating at Euronaval is that the ecosystem here in South Australia, in terms of the connected city and through the 10 gig networks and through the universities all along North Terrace, is that we're all going to have to pull together. And it's not just a South Australian initiative. This is an all-of-nation project. It really is. Um, So we've just got to make sure that we are ready at the right time with the right kids in the right training so that we're ready to support all of those because space is going to be exciting and important. The Naval Future um, Shipbuilding Program is important. Being able to support the current defence capabilities is equally as important. So there's no one. And the other thing is there's a whole bunch of other industries that are not defence. And all of these companies, there's very few companies in South Australia that are purely defence. They require access to a whole bunch of different markets. So that is our challenge. That workforce really is our big challenge. We're up for it and we're really looking forward to the opportunities that all of our young South Australian kids uh, and kids right across Australia, quite frankly, are going to have in this space. So really we're in a situation and this is an enviable situation where any kid, uh, you know, in high school at the moment should be broadening the, the scope of uh, where they might look because it's odds on that they might find themselves working in this sector over the next 10 years. I think one of our key challenges is actually just telling the story and, mm. and, and letting the kids know what these opportunities are going to be mm. um, because they're definitely out there. We can see them. We see it as a workforce challenge. We just If we can link the kids and the enthusiasm that you see every day when you meet with them with what those genuine opportunities are, then we're in a great place as a state and as a country. Mm. And probably the message uh, finally, Matt, uh, you know, back to you. I don't have to necessarily have to be a tradie, i.e. a good welder, because that means I'm not qualified. I still can't master that. Uh, but I don't necessarily have to be a, a science geek either. No, I mean, there's, um, there are opportunities for all, all types. Mm. Uh, I guess you, you, the typical opportunity would be around engineering or software, uh, but uh, as I was saying before, there are opportunities for non-STEM-based disciplines mm. such as business mm. and marketing, for example, mm. or HR. Exciting times indeed, uh, gentlemen. Uh, thanks for coming in. Uh, good to, to meet you. Uh, uh, Greg Carruthers, Director of Aerospace and South Australian uh, Space Industry Centre. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> Give us your your business card, would you? Uh, and uh, Adrian Fay, uh, who's uh, Director of uh, Sage Automation, Matt Opie from the University of South Australia, and Anthony Kittle from uh, Red Arc. Thanks very much, gentlemen, uh, and exciting times ahead. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Thanks, Alan. That's, that's, the, that's certainly the case. Stay with us after the break. Uh, if you've got a problem with your pet, 